Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined as always by my man, Sean Scanlon, Joe Aguirre, and Ovi Muniz. Now, we're going to start off talking about the past as the Giants lose a heartbreaking game in L.A. against the Rams. And then they got to retool and re-prepare to go to Dallas and take on the Cowboys. Plus, we will also be talking a little bit around the news and giving our picks, as always. And we're changing things up when we get to fantasy. we got a new segment. Hope you guys will like it. But let's start off with the past and the Rams. 17-9 loss on the road. Sean, what would you think of the game? I was encouraged uh, by the fight from the Giants. Obviously, I didn't expect a one-score game um, going against one of the better teams in the NFC. But, uh, I mean, we got a good fight with them. Um, Giants had a very rough start uh, in the first half offensively, only gaining 57 yards on 30 plays, so just under two yards a play, which is unacceptable. But um, they looked better in the second half, moving the ball and actually uh, sustaining drives, you know, not going three and out all the time. Uh, the only problem is they're allergic to the end zone right now. Um, second straight week without scoring a touchdown. Uh, they only have three through four weeks, so – I, I thought it was better that you know they're moving the ball up and down the field, but obviously you got to take advantage. You got to punch the ball in the end zone to be competitive in this league. Um, <clears throat> and the Rams' ability to get in the end zone was the difference in this game. Um, as the Giants, they ran more total plays than the Rams. Uh, they had more first downs and they had more total yards. So they did better on the offensive side of the ball. They just have to capitalize and you know get the ball in the end zone. Um, and then. Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, I think uh, he needs to get much more creative in, in this offense. Uh, it's very plain. It's very vanilla. Um, Daniel Jones, he's got the lowest percent of throws, 20 yards uh, downfield or more, So, it, it, which makes the passing game pretty predictable. Um, you got to be able to have a vertical threat downfield. you got to be able to switch up on the offense. So I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the scheme there. Uh, also with Evan Ingram, he's got to use him to his strengths. Uh, he can't just be using him on short, you know, curl routes and things like that. He's got to use his speed downfield to, you know, get uh, matchup problems with safeties and linebackers. That's the only way uh, Evan Ingram will be utilized to his strengths. And that's the only way that, you know, he's going to play at his best ability. And I, I just haven't seen that from Jason Garrett. So I want to see more from this offense um, for sure. And then, you know, some little pre-snap motions or a misdirection using the offense, like all the be best offenses in the league use. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of that, not the old school uh, approach that Jason Garrett has been taking. So, but other than that, um, the defenses look good, at least. Uh, if they could, you know, keep playing at this level and uh, if the offense could somehow score 21 to 24 points a game, um, I think we can avoid a top five pick because I think this defense is legit, but uh, it's we're going to need a lot more from the offense moving forward. Well, a lot more from the offense. Odell Beckham has more touchdowns than the Giants do. This team's averaging 11.8 points per game. That's not even three field goals per game. In 2020, NFL is an absolute embarrassment. You look at all the picks that Gettleman's concentrated on offense since he became the general manager, and for what? You know, and then you we got to talk about it. You, I mean, Sean really covered 
a lot of a lot of what was right and wrong with with the team this weekend. But what he completely failed to mention was Daniel Jones and the huge turnover at the end of the game. A horrible decision. A big part of his problem when he throws the ball down the field, the tendency to lock into one receiver. And while that might have worked at Duke, that's not going to work in the NFL. It, it doesn't work against a, a, a good Rams defense. Absolutely killer. I've been saying it all along, you guys. Look, you know, and and when we start doing our picks, you'll hear Jay say something silly like the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. And I'll say, explain it. If you would have told me the Giants would, would hold the Rams – and have a shot to win it at the end, I would have said, how does that game turn out? And you would have said, Jones throws a game-winning touchdown. I just don't think our Giants are there just yet. I think they're still the team that throws an interception when they're about to win a football or come back and tie a football game. I mean, they're just not quite there yet. I thought Daniel Jones looked better. I felt better about him just watching him. You know, again, not, not that they're the offense – did well, but he looks better, and I I think there's time for him to figure it out and save his job, but not Gettleman's job because they won't win enough games. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. Definitely agree with you. Sean, you guys brought up all big points. The positive note about this is that the Giants actually rushed over 100 yards collectively, 25 carries, 136 a uh, combination of Freeman, Gallman, Lewis, and Board, and of course Jones. Jones rushing for six times. Uh, but is that the style that we're looking for for the Giants? If Daniel Jones being both quarterback and running back, you know what I mean? Uh, that's not the identity of Giants football. We're, we're we're supposed to be ground pounding, pushing that ball, stuffing it to them. But our our biggest biggest flaw is what you mentioned, Shaw, the red zone. Not in the factor. We only scored nine points against the Rams. I am surprised that the defense held the Rams to 17 points. I was expecting a 40-plus points in this game. So at least I got to applaud the defense for that. But we need to have more offense. We say that every single week. And, um, again, uh, the running game, slowly but surely. But you also got to protect the quarterback. Jones was sacked five times. So that's another concern. So we have some positive, but then at the same time, we got a negative. So it's never that balance where we, everyone is moving forward. So what about you? Um, Listen, I'm going to defend the Giants all I can. We saw great improvement this game. Sadly, it did not end up in a win. But still, also, we're throwing all this shade on Danny Dimes. Yes, he does need to play better. Uh, yes, it was great seeing the O-line get to work last week, helping uh, get uh, make it so Jones wasn't the leading rusher for the team. Both Jones and Freeman both had uh, similar yards rushing. So I-, I like that a lot. But the defense played very well. But if you look at the schedule, the first four games – they're all against stellar defenses. So it makes sense that the offense with a new coach with this COVID season is struggling a little bit, plus all the injuries tacked onto that. We're starting to see gears start rolling. I'm not I'm not out on Danny Dimes. I'm not out on the Giants yet. Yes, maybe there are some personnel decisions that I'm not a fan of where 
Gettleman might have to go. But I think really the big like problem here, the big problem I see in the Giants right now is Jason Garrett at OC. He, he has some good stuff. There's some stuff where you're like, wow, but it still isn't doing anything. It still isn't resulting in touchdowns, is resulting in big plays. And then there are some moments where some of the play calls are questionable. So I, I, I think people need to stop hating on Danny Dimes this this quickly. Four uh, okay. games into the season, and I, all I'm seeing on my Facebook feed is Trevor Lawrence in a giant jersey. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Listen, man. Daniel Jones has thrown 889 yards. He's 22nd in the lead. We got Justin Herbert, who is a rookie, 19th. He has thrown 931 yards, five touchdowns, and, yes, he's he's thrown three picks. But Herbert has a higher quarterback rating than Daniel Jones. That is a problem. That's not a problem. Look at the weapons that he has. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Hunter Henry. Sadly, he had Austin Eckler. Now he's injured. Look at what's going on with the Giants. No Sterling Shepard. No Saquon. Obviously, Ingram is underperforming. We haven't seen a lot of Golden Tate this year. Uh, So, obviously, it is struggling. But also, you can't really compare that to, to the comparison is not fully there, not fully comparable. Chase, I mean, don't you think though? Because you sound like you're just making a lot of excuses, which is which is what you you know. That's the only other option you have. You can either accept the reality that this team stinks, and he's not even really showing flashes of brilliance. He actually somehow this defense keeps him in the game, gives him a chance to tie it, and he blows it. And again, listen, I I think what Ovi's saying is you look around the league, a lot of these guys, they get a shot like that, they convert. If this guy's a franchise guy, got to start converting those. You got to start, you got to stop blowing it late. You got to stop with these big turnovers. It it can't happen week in and week out. You're right. I I get that. But also, I, I made this argument last year with Sam Darnold. When you come in as a rookie, have one head coach, and then all of a sudden it switches things up and you have a new head coach, a new system, it's going to take time to to get that down. We saw at the end of the season Sam Darnold and the Jets start turning it on and winning some games. So it's going to take time, and we are seeing that slow progression week to week from the Giants. So I'm I'm optimistic of what's come throughout the season. What are you optimistic for as far as like a record, like a a reasonable record? Because I know you're going to pick them to go – undefeated the rest of the way but honestly how many how many games do you honestly think this team is going to win just seriously i think they should win three but i I think they could win upwards of like five maybe even end it 500 eight and eight i thought that they were going to go eight and eight but now that what i see i mean look you got to be honest Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you see the New York Giants play, don't you think it's kind of boring? When that offense plays, there's no excitement whatsoever. I I am pounding my head against the wall in my living room when these games are on. It's frustrating. I've been more emotional this year than when the Giants have had Super Bowl years. It's it's frustrating 
I, I want to scream. I, you know, especially before Saquon went out, when they couldn't run the football, and you're like, oh, my God, the greatest running back of all time. You guys, ah, you just want to lose your mind watching this team right now. But you had a best-case scenario here. And here's the other thing I'll point out. Before the Rams went on their what ended up being their game-winning touchdown, the Giants' defense had a three and out. And do you know what the offense did? The they ran four plays, took about a minute off the clock, and the defense was right back on the field, and then that's when your game-winning touchdown scored. I mean, for, for the Giants' offense, at that point in the game, to not be able to give their defense a chance to catch their breath proves what Jared Jones was just chiming in. Jared, by the way, from Throwing Jabs, another great CMG podcast. Jason Garrett is not good. His offensive system is not good. I think he and got next. I think Sean talked about, and maybe I'm wrong, did you talk about him not utilizing Danny Dimes to his fullest potential? Yeah, I talked about how uh, Daniel Jones is, has the lowest percentage of throws, uh, 20 yards or more downfield. So he's, he's only throwing 5% of his throws, 20 yards or more downfield. That's that's uh, last in the league by a lot. So Daniel Jones, we saw last year, um, we talked about one of his strengths is his deep ball, you know, obviously – He's got a nice deep ball. It's accurate, and we saw a lot of touchdowns come from that last year. This year, Jason Garrett hasn't utilized it at all. Um, and I also think the way that they're using Evan Ingram is just completely wrong. Evan Ingram, you know, should be the vertical threat uh, down the seam. That's where we saw him at his best uh, his first couple of years in the league. This year, they're using him, using him in a lot of shorter routes, um, using him a lot more blocking, which doesn't make sense. He should just be a receiving tight end. So I – the way that Jason Garrett, I, I liked how Jason Garrett actually got the uh, got to run the ball last week. I liked how the balance attack was. I think that's the first time we saw all season. But there's it's just way too old school. There's no you know pre snap motions um, like we see with all the better offenses in the league. So I, I think it's just very stagnant. It's very um, it's just very like you said. It's very boring to watch, and I, I just don't see him coming back as the offensive coordinator next year. I. I don't think he's got any creativity and I don't think he's, you know, making the best out of what he's got right now. And this is probably why there was a frustration of him leaving the Cowboys. <laughs> the players didn't respect him. And now he's a Giants offensive coordinator. Now we see the big picture why they dislike Jared. You're right. But I like I said, I, I'm putting a lot of blame on Jason Garrett. But also you have to look at the matchups. The Giants just went against four of the at least top half defensive teams in the league. So, like, those style in fight sports, on throwing jabs, we talk about styles make fights, and those matchups were not stylistically good for Jason Garrett and the offense. So now while I still – I'm not trying to make him a scapegoat or anything, give him a way out. He still needs to answer and answer back. I think this week's going to be big to see how he answers and if the offense can really get going. But he he needs to. He needs to figure something out or he's going to be gone really, really quick. And uh, we already saw that around the league, coaches, coaches are starting to get fired. We might see something like Jason Garrett happen. But let's 
preview this upcoming week. Talk about a big week. Giants get their first uh, NFC East opponent, first division rivalry game at Dallas against the Cowboys. Sean, what are your predictions for this game? Um, I think a lot of people are going to expect, you know, the Giants for this for for this to be the game that they turn around on offense just because how bad the Cowboys defense has been struggling. Um, unfortunately, though, I don't see it that way. Um, I don't think they're just going to flip the switch and suddenly start scoring a bunch of points. Um, I don't think they have the capability to do that. The weapons they have right now are just not getting it done. Golden Tate um, is one of the, the worst contracts that, that Gettleman's had during his tenure. We've seen it this year. Last year, you know, he was serviceable, but this year – He's been a no-show. Um, Evan Ingram should be our best target on the field, but he also, you know, hasn't gotten involved nearly as much. And then the running back, you know, they're all decent, but it's it's going to be by committee. So there's just no real difference maker on this offense right now. So I, I do expect them to score maybe more than their average, which is, you know, right around 12 points right now. I think I would expect maybe a 17-point game from them. But uh, I, I just don't don't think they have enough on offense. And then – um. For their defense, it's it's going to be a huge game for the secondary. Obviously, the Cowboys have the dynamic receivers in uh, Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Gallup. So secondary is going to have to play big. Um, the pass rush is going to have to get there against Dak. And then um, just one other big matchup I had, I think Alden Smith, um, who came back after not playing football for five years, he's been really great for the Cowboys so far. So I, I think he's going to give uh, – Cam Fleming and Andrew Thomas a, a handful this week. I think that they're going to be um, – it's going to be a tough matchup for them. I think Alden Smith will get a couple sacks against Daniel Jones. But uh, for a score prediction, I'd probably go Cowboys 27, um, Giants 17. Well, as Sean pointed out, the Giants are averaging 11.8 points per game. Dallas is averaging 31.5 points per game. They're also allowing 36 and a half per game, but the Giants defense as good as it's been. And it actually has been really good. They've actually given up about a hundred yards per game, less than Dallas uh, still allows 24 points per game. So let's say Sean's best case scenario, they can score, get 17 points. It's pretty likely that the Giants will give up at least 24 points. You think about that offense of, uh, Dallas, you know, they're they're averaging 524.3 yards per game. Dak Prescott became their first quarterback in NFL history to have three games over 450 yards. Last game he threw for 502. Now, mind you, it's because they're playing catch-up. But this guy can strike at any time. Obviously, the, the Giants, as long as they don't get pressure, as long as they're, they're not able to uh, – or they're able to uh, – allow guys to get free down the field. It's going to be a long day. You're going to see a lot of yards. Uh, but I, I do think this could be – I'll tell you like this. This could be a good game for Daniel Jones to at least show us he's got some comprehension of this offense and that he can get some points on the board. Because if you can't score against this Dallas defense, then I think we're going to have to have a serious conversation about a quarterback from Clemson. All right, Ovi, what you going? I don't think it's just the quarterback from Clemson. We might be talking about the this high-speed quarterback from Ohio State as well. But um, I hope that we can score more than nine points in this game. We're going back-to-back -back games with nine points. Hopefully we can find the red zone against the Cowboys. Uh, the spread is at negative nine and a half. 
Uh, but the Giants find a way to win games with the spread. All right, they're in two and two. So was not to say that uh, maybe, just maybe we could creep up and get close to the Cowboys. I, I like the Giants against the spread. Uh, no cap. But I'm going to pick the Giants to win because I always do. Uh, I do think this will be a close game because there's a rivalry game. And both these teams, while the Giants have looked bad, so have the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, but I a think different kind of bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. A different a kind of bad. Different kind of bad, and a and a bad that matches up well with the Giants. A bad that, but also a bad where the Giants match up well. They're in this scoring street uh, drought. The offense is reeling the past couple weeks. I think they get back on track. Danny Dimes finds a two targets in the end zone and then gets in with his feet. Uh, I like the Giants to win and then a bunch of field goals holding the Cowboys to a decent amount of field goals. We might see an Amari Cooper. A, uh, All, right. All right, listen, big baby. You 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 obviously shaved that face this week and you feel like a fresh start. And you feel like the Giants have also shaved what's been going on the last four weeks. And you think this week in practice – they're all over Danny Dimes, and he's like, I got this. And he's practice. like, boom, boom, practice. So, couple touchdowns. <laughs> he runs one in. Couple of field goals from Gano, and the Giants win the football game. That's what's happening. No, yep. Gano's going to kick six field goals because since we can't hit the red zone and score, it all results into field goals. And we did that before. If you go back in history, when the Giants beat the 49ers in the NFC uh, playoffs, we won 15 to 14, and that's what's going to happen. Hey, I told, I said the Giants could win a field goal battle last week with the Rams, and they were winning it. They won the field goal battle, but it was just the touchdowns that put the Rams. <laughs> Did you just say the Giants won the field goal battle against the Rams? That's they what. Did. That's that's what you're taking out of all this, that they hey, had I more know. field goals I, I, I was right Rams. about that. I, I said they'd win the field goal game, and they did. They won the field goal battle. I hey, thought you, meant, you, you can you can diss my I my thought you meant they were going to win the game want. when you said that. Oh, I didn't I did. know you just I meant did. more field goals. No, I did also pick them to win the game. It's just the touchdowns got in the way. But listen, you want to clown my picks all you want. I'm yes. in the lead. When it comes to picks, I had the best week last week, even picking the Giants. You'd be undefeated if you stopped picking the Giants. I'd have four more wins. <laughs> up, up that 65%. Uh, Sean has a 63, one win behind me. Uh, Joe, you're at a 54, lowest win percentage. And Ovi with a 55.3. So there we go. We got the Giants all out of the way. Now let's talk the rest of the league. Starting off with tomorrow's game, Thursday night football. Tom Brady and the Bucks go to Nick Foles and the Bears. Sean, who you got? I'm gonna go uh, with the Bucks on this one. Uh, I think the Bears, you know, little um, little winning streak, a uh, little start to the season. I, I think that's all over. I think they're gonna go back to being the Bears now. Um, the Bucks' offense has been playing um, really good over the past couple of weeks. Um, Brady had five touchdowns last game, so I expect him to be uh, airing it out against the Bears again. And uh, Nick Foles, I think that he'll have a rough game on defense. I think that Shaq Barrett 
and uh, JPP are going to get after him um, on the defense side of the ball. So I, I see the Bucks winning this one by a score of 27 to uh, 16. Well, just so everybody knows, Chris Godwin, Justin Watson, and LaShawn McCoy are all out for the Thursday night game. So, Sean, if you want to think that over for a hot minute, you can. Despite that information, yeah, dude, I'm just playing. I'm with you. I still think the Buccaneers will control this football game, and I believe they will come out on top. Well, hey, don't don't disrespect Bose. Right, I'm taking that line from – from Jace real quick, but uh, Bowles is a better quarterback than what you're saying, Sean. However, we're talking about the Buccaneers. Buccaneers will win, and I'll take the spread negative three and a half on that one. Okay. I, I really – I was watching the Bucks uh, and Chargers game last night. I mean, last week. Uh, it was really, really good. Tom Brady's finally settling in to Bruce Arians' offense and starting to – figure things out there in Tampa Bay. And uh, as much as I, I don't like to say it, I think the the Bucks might be a, a real deal contender in the NFC. And I think they go in to Chicago and get the dub here. Uh, uh, I don't want to say easily because the Bears are going to put up a fight, but but they do get, get the win here. And this is like the best Thursday night football game we've had so far this year. So it should be, should be nice to get some nice good Thursday football. Now let's talk about the a NFC South. Panthers go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. What you think, Sean? I don't think there's any way uh, you could pick the <clears throat> excuse me the Falcons in this one after seeing what they did on Monday night and obviously the two huge uh, leads that they blew. And the Panthers quietly after starting zero and two are, are now at two and two after two wins. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's got this offense going a little bit, and they're still without McCaffrey. So um, I think that they're going to put up a lot of points against this Falcons defense, who is probably one of the worst in the league. And uh, the Falcons, without uh, probably without Julio again, I just don't see how they generate points. Calvin Ridley had a tough game um, against the Packers. So I just don't see uh, anything coming from the Falcons' side in this one. I, I think it will be a high-scoring game, but I, I'd probably give the Panthers the advantage uh, 34-27. to 27. Well, you just said exactly how the Falcons are going to win the game, and it is with Ridley, and he's got to have a big game, and I think he will. I don't think the Falcons are going to go to 0-5 because the Falcons aren't aren't as bad as the other teams that are going to be 0-5 after this weekend. So I think the Falcons get it together. I think their defense comes up late, and I think they win a shootout 38-35. I'm not so convinced. You know, Falcons always find a way to blow their lead. So, and this could be in question to see if Dan Quinn will remain as a head coach of the Falcons. He may follow Bill O'Brien on this one, but I'll pick the Panthers. I, I, I too, am going with the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater is finally – well, that's, that's a trend we're starting to see. Quarterbacks start to settle into their offense. Teddy Bridgewater is finally starting to settle into Joe Brady's offense – Matt Rule is starting to figure things out defensively for that team. I like the way the Panthers are heading, and uh, I like them to get the dub. And who knows, the Falcons, Dan Quinn, he's been on the hot seat, but uh, I, I think it's he's reaching his end of his tenure at, in Atlanta, and I think this, this might be the final nail in the coffin. We shall see. And then 
Off the bye due to COVID, the Titans host the Buffalo Bills. Hit me with it, Sean. I'm going to go with Buffalo on this one. Um, the Bills actually might be the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs. Um, it's very realistic that they could be there. They have a very good defense. And the way that Josh Allen is playing right now um, has just been tremendous so far. Um, I think, you know, the Bills, the one part about their defense that um, maybe isn't the strongest is their run defense. So I think Derrick Henry will get going um, against the Bills a little bit. And then uh, the Titans have A.J. Brown coming back hopefully too, but he's going to have a tough matchup um, going against Tredavious White, one of the best corners in the league. So I, I think that Derrick Henry will have a good day for the Titans, but I think the the Bills with uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and John Brown on offense, I think they're going to have a good day passing the ball on the Titans. So I'd have to go with the Bills in this one. Um, Bills 28, Titans 18. You know, I, I struggle with the idea that despite the fact the Texans are 0-4, everybody still thinks Deshaun Watson's like the greatest quarterback in the world. And I, I really like Deshaun Watson a lot, and obviously they've got their problems, and we'll get to that when we get to that. Josh Allen, and I've been saying it all year now, is a star. And I think this is going to be a, a, a good game. I think you're right. I think Derrick Henry is going to is going to go off. He's going to have a really good game. I think this one's going to be close. But I think Josh Allen's going to do what Josh Allen's shown a knack for doing. He's going to come up big late in a 23-19 victory. Well, Henry only rushed 78 yards last year in Buffalo, with uh, and they suffered the loss. So I, I see maybe a repeat here, but this time Buffalo will be at Tennessee. Buffalo will take the win. Not so fast there, guys. Not so fast there. D Looking at this, right off the bat, my mind goes, better QB, Josh Allen, Bills get the win. But then it's in Tennessee. Tennessee's coming off a of bye week. I love the offensive line and Derrick Henry to have a day. And I'm picking the Texans to continue to roll as they get a big win against the visiting Buffalo Bills. Then we go to from – now we're going over to the AFC West as the Raiders go to Kansas City to take on the still reigning Super Bowl champs and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Hit me with it, Sean. Got to go with the, the Chiefs on this one. Um, the Raiders have surprised me a little bit. I think they're a little bit better than what I would have thought going into the season. But still, Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. They have the best uh, player in the NFL, and they're they're going to go get it done against the Raiders um, by a score of I'll go I'll go a high scoring game at least for the Chiefs thirty eight to the Raiders uh, twenty one. Do you guys remember when I said the Chiefs would go undefeated and everybody laughed and mocked me? Uh, yeah, it happened, and, and it happened also on Keys to the City. I'll point out they also mocked and laughed at me. I think Steve Risser also told me I was out of my mind. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are on another level right now, and I think that you can rattle that team. It, Pat, Patrick Mahomes is the you – you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. He's the embodiment, embodiment of, of that statement, and – I think the Raiders are look a, a much improved team, and Hunter Renfro came and came up huge for me last week in in fantasy. Um, pivotal guy, so I like I like the I like the team. I think they'll give it a go, but you're not beating the Chiefs at home. Now, 
Absolutely not. Uh, 31-21. The Chiefs, I'm looking forward for them to play the Bills the following week. But this week, I definitely got the Chiefs. They have a chance to maybe be 15-1. and one. That's how good the Chiefs are. I, I, Wait a minute. Hold, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Let me just smack my head off the wall for a minute. They're good enough to go 15-1. and one. Yeah, that's what but I just said. But they're not good enough. You're saying they're, they're good enough to go 15-1, and one, <laughs> but 16-0. 16, 16 no way. Impossible. I, hey, if they do, they do. Yeah. But how many teams tried to go undefeated and they All fall short? Every single one. Okay, Every so time. what's wrong with me saying 15-1? and one? What, What's wrong with me saying 15-1? Do I, I have say, to say 16-0? You know? Look, this is a really good team. They'll definitely go That's 14 a, and 2. Listen, what? it's definitely a really no, good team. Look, no, my point is, is they're undefeated now. Okay. Yeah, if, if they had a loss, you could be like, well, 15 and 1. That's exactly. the best they're they 15 can do. And 1. Who's beating them? Who's going to beat them? It could be the Bills. It could be anybody. It doesn't matter. No. no. Every it team that. Anybody. Hold on, hold on. It could be anybody. I, you're I'll right. Take it could every be anyone. On, on the Chiefs game for the rest of the year, you could take anybody, and I'll take the no, Chiefs. No, listen, I, I'm with all you. Look, look, hold on for a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on for a second. Okay. I say 15 and one. So many teams have tried to go undefeated. I'm not saying that they the Chiefs. They all do. Every I'm team not, when the season starts wants to go undefeated. Listen, not you're not guy. listening. You're not I, listening. I am listening. Hey, Ese, hold on, take it easy, okay? All right. I'm just saying they're good enough. They are the best. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. I give them credit. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying they're 15 and one record. That's all. That's all I said. Who could beat them? Anyone could beat them. No. We just don't know which team it is. If you're thinking that they finished a 16 and 0 this season, you're out of your mind. The Bills and the Bucks have the best chance. Steve Risser is correct. To say that anybody no, can beat them. No, the Bucks are not going to beat the Chiefs. Anyone can beat anyone on any given Sunday. And also, no. if you look at the history of the AFC West, there's always that one team that messes up everyone else. They, like, they always drop these teams, these games to like the Raiders, the Chargers. Not really the Broncos this year. I don't expect them to drop that. But, but I could see them losing a, a game like that you you saw how close it was with the chargers you you saw that game right you saw how yep. close it was so so they, they've shown the ability to win close games yeah, and yeah, they've shown the ability to blow people out so what's left I, I i'm not saying they can't go undefeated okay that's I'm all i want saying they that's are really good to say. i'm they're saying they're 15 and one and i don't you're, and whatever you're, you're wrong Okay. Well, when it, when they lose, I will tell you that I was right, and that's the that's bottom like, line. That dude, that's like that's like looking at a, at a racehorse and being like, you know what? <laughs> Belmont Preakness, no triple crown. Hey, all, what? All this means. What nothing. is the logic behind that? Why? Who would say that? This Me. guy's got a chance to go undefeated as a, as a middleweight, but he won't win the championship. He'll get knocked out. Of course, what? Paulo Costa. <laughs> there you All go. Right. I guess it can't right. happen. Uh, well, I stand corrected. We've had this argument. Uh, I'm going Chiefs too, but, but let's uh, bring some levity to the situation. Imagine, imagine knowing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and just not using it in fights. I, I, it happens. I brought it up. It happens. Last Saturday, but I'm saying yeah. 
Imagine if, Sean, imagine if I could just choke you out whenever I wanted to, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather you knock me out. I would, uh, I would thank you. That, that, that would, seems like that would be Ovi's logic in a fight. No, no see, no, there you go. There you go. All right, all right. Things are getting a little wild here. Let's let's tame it back. I think we should yeah. have an easy pick here. 15-1. Cardinals go to the Jets. <laughs> Uh, to take on Sam Darnold and the Jets. What do you think, Sean? Jets are at uh, home. Jets are. Yeah, home. I mean this is a, a perfect bounce back game for the Cardinals, who are coming off two rough losses. Um, the, they probably wouldn't uh, want to pick any other team but the Jets for this one. So, uh, yeah, Cardinals easy in this one. Jets are still the the worst team in the National Football League. Yeah, I see like a thirty four to single digits, maybe a nine. Maybe a thirty-four to nine. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think when the after the Cardinals, you know, a couple bumps in the road, you see the Jets, and you're like, "That's what we needed." And uh, yeah, I think the Jets' best bet will be to put that turf back on the field that they used against the Forty ers Okay, Ovi, what do you think? Tell me, nobody knows what I'm talking about. I, really? I know what you're talking about. Hey. I can see this team. All right. I can see this team one in fifteen. How about that? But they need to get rid of Adam Gase. They really do. The Jets have I I don't even understand what was the logic of the Jets hiring Adam Gase if he wasn't even successful with Miami. You know, I'm 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 blown away on this. But uh as long as Gase is there, the Jets are not winning. So there you go. That's my pick. Jets are not winning. Yeah, Cardinals needed this. It's going to be a bounce-back game to them. They they should get it. I, I think the Jets will – they held up a pretty good fight against the, the Broncos. I expect them to not, not go down too easily against the Cardinals, but the Cardinals do, should handily win this and win it with these. But one question, does it matter if Joe Flacco starts now, now that he's starting this Sunday? It doesn't matter who's starting for the Jets. The Jets Fair start. enough. But uh, all right, then the Eagles battle of Pennsylvania. The Philadelphia Eagles go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Who you got, Sean? I think this would be a pretty good matchup. Um, I'm gonna go with the Steelers with a, a slight advantage, but I think the Eagles looked a lot better on Sunday night. Um, Carson Wentz looked a lot better. Their defensive line was getting a whole bunch of pressure on uh Nick Mullins and the Niners, so. I expect them to do the same, especially with a quarterback who isn't as mobile in the pocket with Ben. And uh, the Steelers' O-line has been uh, has had a couple injuries this year, so I expect them to get after Ben. But uh, I think the Steelers will do just enough, um, and especially with their defense, they're going to be a problem for Carson Wentz and uh, their O-line as well. So I think it will be a pretty um, defensive-oriented game. I think it will be a little low-scoring. Um, I'd probably have to say Steelers win by a score of 22-19. to 19. I hate the Eagles so much. Agreed. And I always feel like they're never as bad as I think they are when they're bad. I think this year, though, they've actually achieved that. And for that, I'm very excited. I think the Steelers are going to slap the Eagles around and continue the misery. Eagles fans, I know, are losing their collective minds. And while I hate to say that I thoroughly enjoy that. I do thoroughly enjoy that. 
So I see the Steelers in a 31 to 19 win. I see a blowout Steelers over the Eagles, and I will bet that they will score. The total points will be over 44 points. Okay. Uh, I, I see both teams putting uh, – no, I don't. Uh, Steelers, I think, dominate this, uh, both ends of the ball. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to be very claustrophobic in the pocket. Uh, that, that, that D-line is just going to overwhelm. The Eagles O line and Steelers get a dominant win at home. Then let's move on to the Rams going to Washington to take on the Washington football team, who had just benched Dwayne Haskins in in place of uh, Kyle Allen, who we saw start for the the Carolina Panthers last year when. Uh, when uh, Cam Newton got injured, Sean, what are your thoughts on this game? I think this uh, this one might be even easier than the Cardinals Jets ones. I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, Kyle Allen last year, you know, started off all right, but then down the stretch of the season looked terrible. So I expect the same here. I think Dwayne Haskins is terrible, but I think Kyle Allen um, is probably even worse. And uh, the Reds or excuse me, Washington, the only chance they have really on offense is with Terry McLaurin, and uh, I'm sure Jalen Ramsey will be covering him. Um, all day, so I don't expect them to get much on offense, especially with the new quarterback in there. And uh, maybe Washington might get a little bit of pressure on Jared Goff, but uh, their O-line has looked good. Andrew Whitworth is still playing at a very high level, so I think the Rams are going to score a whole bunch of points. I think they win big in this one. Uh, I'd say 38-10. to 10. I'm in a keeper league with Jared Jones and um, – my starting quarterback right now is Tom Brady. I'm a really young team. Um, I haven't won a game. Dwayne Haskins was the guy who I was hoping was going to mature and eventually be my starting quarterback. Ranks last in the NFL in total QBR at a 30.6, 27th in completion percentage, 26th in yards per attempt. He's the second worst completion percentage over expectation. He's been an utter disappointment and failure. But don't forget, Kylie started 11 games in college, and he's super, super talented. And I hope people, I hope people, like, consider that. Don't forget also, as Steve Risser points out, it's the Rams' third trip to the East Coast in four weeks. Jaron says, I tried to warn you people about this Haskins guy. Um, this is the guy I wanted the Giants to get, and uh, I am pleased to say that that's the one instance where Dave Gettleman proved to me that he knows more about football than I do. In every other cir circumstance, I would argue that I am the superior mind when it comes to the two of us, and that anyone's welcome to disagree. You're not going to hurt my feelings at all. And I understand that I've completely derailed the picks segment here. I just wanted to point all that out. I do think this game's going to be a lot more fun. I do think Kyle Allen's going to throw for about 300 yards. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game for the Rams. I think they need a bounce back offensive performance. I think they'll get one. Jared Goff's been playing great. I think they're, they've been playing so well on the East Coast, though, is how I would retort Mr. Risser. Uh, so I do think the Rams will win this one. 
I think it'll be 27-17. Right. And I'm done now. Okay. Ovi? Oh, man. It'll be 35 to nothing. Washington's going to lose. It's going to be the battle who's going to beat the worst team in the NFC East. Uh, I think the Rams get a get a real dominating win on the road. Uh, Washington, while Dwayne Haskins hasn't looked really good, I think he is the best option they have unless uh, Alex Smith starts showing some promise. And by the way, Haskins is the third string quarterback officially, and Alex Smith is the backup to right. Kyle Allen. Just so everybody uh, is up to speed on that, I thought that was uh, an interesting update to the story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I am picking the Rams to win this. I, I do think while Dwayne Haskins has been struggling, I still like him. He hasn't really had the best environment around him. What is talk about the organization of the. Washington football team as a whole, as well as the weapons and everything on the field as well. So while I, I don't it, – it sucks to see him get benched. Uh, they need it. I do think Dwayne Haskins will come back down the road. But uh, I, I, I don't see Kyle Allen being the answer for the, the Washington football team by any means. So easy dub here for the Rams. Now, By the way, to anybody in my keeper league, uh, Haskins is available on the uh, trade. <laughs> but I put oh. that out there. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Now to the AFC North, Bengals go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, should be pr a pretty easy one, right, Sean? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, Lamar, I think, is going to you know tear up this Bengals defense. I think the running game is going to get going. Um, Bengals secondary has actually been a surprise this season. They've been uh, pretty decent, but that's not, you know, the Ravens' strength. I think they're going to run the ball all over them. Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to have some success on the offensive side of the ball for the Bengals, but I don't see uh, much success for them other than him. And uh, Joe Mixon, you know, might have a touchdown or two. But I, I think the Ravens are going to win this one at home pretty easily, I'd say, by a score of 35 to yeah, – I'll give the Bengals 24. Oh, respectable. Why is it that the Ravens are an easy rollover win against a, a pretty solid Bengals team and nobody would grant that same respect to the Chiefs who have beaten this Ravens team over and over again? I don't understand that. John? Uh, a solid Bengals team? That's, that's, that's the question mark. Dude, there. come on. Joe Burrow's a good-looking quarterback. Joe Mixon's a, like a superstar. I mean, don't, don't act like the Bengals can't score or, or that they're a completely inept team. I'm just well, saying, and why why is it that you just the Ravens can't have a bad game against the Bengals? Like the possibility didn't even seem to exist there is all I'm saying, Jace. When so you gonna, have to you maybe the Raiders will beat the Chiefs. They had a tough time last week. I'm just saying. I well, I never said the Raiders were going to beat the Chiefs. And second of all, the Bengals, <laughs> no one did. No one the, did. Yeah, the Bengals. I mean, your words, and I'm trying to make Jace justify him. I guess. <laughs> I know that's yeah. not. I know that's not right, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> and I mean, the Bengals, Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. They're. I mean, they're good. But other than the the Joey backfield, I don't know uh, what's getting it done for you in Cincinnati. Fair. All right. Yeah. So, who do you got winning the game? Uh, the Ravens. 
I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, this is an easy win. Uh, the Ravens are such a really good football team, and I don't know how or or when or or where or why, but they'll have to figure out that Chiefs problem at some point. But yeah, this week it'll it'll be a it'll be a big win for them. I think they go over at thirty. Uh, I think I think the Bengals score a couple touchdowns, but uh, probably no more than that. Yeah, and I'll go with the Ravens, but keep in mind, Lamar Jackson is slightly injured. They need to be more precautious with him, especially that Lamar Jackson loves to run, but uh, he has a slight knee injury. And hopefully, hopefully not everything goes well. Or Mispractice today. Yeah, and if he gets taken out, I mean, that's a star for that team. So, but I won't. I wouldn't sleep on the Bengals, but I definitely go for the Ravens right now. No, Ravens are going to roll. They're going to get. They are a fifteen and one team. Uh, Even if Lamar Jackson decides not to play, uh, I think RG three can come in and with the weapons that the 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 Ravens have, I I think they'll succeed and then and they'll win the game. What is this? Twenty twelve. That's their backup QB, and I think he could come in and and RG three. Are you serious? Yes, I, I think no, no, no. I'm sorry. The the, the the tools they need. RG three ruins every team when he plays. Come on, man, stop it. No, he doesn't. He has no accuracy. That's the only time the Redskins were good in the past. How long was with RG three? So they can't. Ruin uh, they were good. If they were good, why did, why did they not win any championships? Injured. Yeah, oh, yeah. please stop it. RG3 is garbage. That's exactly what happened. All right. Garbage. All right, we're moving Next. on. Next. Thank you. We're moving on. Talking about garbage. The garbage garbage of the AFC South. Jacksonville Jaguars go to Houston to take on the Texans. This is just what the Texans need, even though the Jags have been playing some better than expected. So, Sean, where are you leaning here? Uh, I'm going to go with the Texans. I think I picked them like three weeks in a row, but at some point I, I got to get the pick right. Uh, I think we're getting, getting Bill O'Brien out of there. I'm sure uh, some of the players are relieved, and uh, I'm sure that they're they're going to want to go out and prove that um, it was Bill O'Brien's fault, and I think that they have the opportunity to do it against a bad Jags team. Um, look, the Jags had a good win week one against the Colts. Um, everyone was surprised. But I, I think that might be the end of their winning in, here in 2020. Um, the Jags just aren't a great team. Their defense is terrible. Gardner Minshew um, gives you a little magic here and there. But uh, they, they just don't have enough on offense. So I think the Texans will get it done in a pretty ugly game. Uh, for a score, I'd probably say Texans 26, Jags uh, 20. Well, I would have to say this is not all Bill O'Brien's fault. His mismanagement has been a big part of the problem. And for the at least foreseeable future, he's really handicapped this franchise in a huge way. But he's not out on the field. Deshaun Watson is. And again, I can't blame this all on Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Because Bill O'Brien was there last year. So it, it's hard to make that argument. I mean, Again, Deshaun Watson's got to win some games. Week in and week out, everybody keeps telling me, oh, well, he's, he's, he's top five quarterback. You know, top five quarterbacks aren't 0-4. And, and, and my my honest feeling this week is that the Texans are going to go to 0-5. And, 
because I don't think they've quite bottomed out yet with this Bill O'Brien firing. I think one more one more scrape of humiliation before they can turn this around. Also, anybody who makes Romeo Crennel an associate head coach is an idiot. Because although I suppose he did that for job security's sake, assuming well, if they fire me, they'd have to. Oh wait, I think the Jaguars win this football game, and. I say that mostly because in my keeper league, I literally have all of the Jacksonville receivers, and I'm really desperately hoping they get it all together. <laughs> Facts. And, and that's why you can't win a game. <laughs> I'm struggling, man. I am struggling. I am. I, oh, well, we will talk about the MG League. I did make one guarantee last week. I said I was going to beat that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Devontae uh, Adams didn't play. Uh, no, yeah. Devontae no, Devonte Adams killed me. Cornell's been here before. This ain't the first time he, he took an interim head coaching job. And with the Jaguars defense being banked up, I give the a slight edge for the Houston Texans to win this uh, this Sunday. There's a reason Romeo Cornell never gets the job, though, the following season. Absolutely, but he always finds a way to make that team win. But when he owns it, I don't know what happens. It's like he gets dysfunctional, I guess. I don't know. I <laughs> like a, Romeo, but it's true though. Show. Yes, like he's a great coach. I really but do too. Yeah, he is not an actual awesome head coach. He has that resume to prove. Some it. guys just aren't good head coaches. He seemed yeah, like, right. he didn't seem like he was a good associate head coach either because they were zero and four. You're right. I mean, but, uh, I was proven right every time Bill O'Brien's like, oh, God, this isn't going well. Hey, uh, Romeo, what do you think? And he's like, well, here's what I think. Oh, and four. Yikes. I would have cleaned house. He probably did that by purpose. <laughs> like, get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was rough. Uh, obviously, Bill O'Brien getting fired. This coming off uh, apparently what started the process was Bill O'Brien and J.J. Watt got in a ver ver uh, verbal uh, altercation. And uh, next thing you know, Bill O'Brien's getting fired. I, I, I do like the Texans. The Jaguars, while they've been looking okay in their games, they're just not a good football team. I, I think Deshaun Watson, if he can't get over this game, if he can't get through this he he's done. Like he's not in that. He's not up there anymore. This is a middle-of-the-road mediocre quarterback. Uh, but it, he needs to get over this game, and I think he will. Texans will get the win at home. Now, I think this one should be pretty easy. Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Sean, who you got? Uh, it says that Jimmy G is a – questionable right now so either way i'm gonna go with the niners because i think uh, cj bethard after uh coming in at the end of the game he, he had that good drive against the eagles so i, th I think he can get a gun done against the dolphins defense um but it, obviously if they have jimmy g back that'll help a lot and raheem mostert so i think that the niners defense will uh, get it gun get it done against the dolphins offense um i just don't see what the dolphins offense is going to bring uh especially Devontae parker is questionable right now to play too with an injury so that i'd say that's probably their best weapon 
Um, I just don't know where the firepower is coming from for the nine or from the Dolphins, excuse me. So I'll go uh, with San Francisco at home. Uh, if I did give a score, I would probably say twenty-seven to seventeen. Jimmy Garoppolo is always questionable. However, uh, these 49ers just find a way. This is a good team. And I think, like you said, I don't know when the Dolphins are going to turn things over to Tua. Open your eyes. Take a look around. Get your young guy in there and, and, and give it a go. You look what the Chargers did, for crying out loud. But, uh, yeah, 49ers will win this game with or without Jimmy G. It'll be somewhere near 30 to somewhere near 12 or something like that. Look, the 49ers' two wins came from the Jets and the Giants. Come on, man. The two worst teams in the NFL. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Eagles. They're going to lose to the Dolphins. Mark my word. I'm not saying it's a blowout. It'll be close. But Fitzpatrick is going to have a one hell of a game. And I'm going for the Dolphins on this one. Uh, yeah, I don't hate that pick. I ah, come on, come on. Oh, I'm about to say, what you going to say? Are you going to rebuttal again? I want to just, I want you to see, um, I actually uh, wrote Dolphins down. Mm-hmm. I said Dolphins, not 49ers. I don't know why I argued that. I Damn, wrote you that always earlier. find a way to do that, even in college football. I don't yeah. get it. No, my bad. Yeah, I'm picking the Dolphins, Dolphins in this one. For all the opposite reasons of what I said, okay. the, Niners, <laughs> the Niners won't get it done. Um, the Dolphins do have what they need. I want to see Fitzpatrick go out there and have a fantastic game. Do you see how easy sports broadcasting is? You can literally say the exact opposite thing like you mean it, and people will buy it. And that's how this whole industry works. It's unbelievable. Dolphins. Dolphins 27, Niners 16. Listen, listen, the, the 49ers all the way. There's no way at home they lose to the Dolphins and Fitzpatrick. The only conceivable way I, I see an upset coming is if the Dolphins decide to get Tua in the game. And I think he could be that spark, possibly that playmaker, to, to bring Dolphins over. But it's not going to happen. 49ers get the win at home. Now, the Colts go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. What are your thoughts on this one, Sean? Interesting. I think uh, this might be the best game of the week, actually. Uh, I think it's a really good matchup to uh, three and one teams. I'm going to go with the home team on this one, though. Um, Cleveland got Odell going, uh, like we saw with the big three touchdown game. Uh, Nick Chubb, obviously, that's going to be uh, that's a big injury for them, but they it's not like they can't handle it with Kareem Hunt. And then uh, Dearness Thomas coming in and having a huge game. Um, Cowboys, or excuse me, the Browns ran for over 300 yards against the Cowboys. So I think that the ground game will continue to go. And then uh, Miles Garrett is playing at a defensive player of the year level right now. I think he's going to give Phillip Rivers fits all day. Um, I know the Colts have a great O line, probably one of the probably the best in the league, honestly. But uh, you can't stop Miles Garrett. Um, you can only hope to contain him. So I think he's going to have a monster game. But uh, I, I think it will be relatively low scoring because the Colts defense, they're underrated too, um, ranked as a top five defense in the league right now. So it's going to be tough to get going um, in the passing game. But I, I think the Browns will get it done in the running game, have enough balance attack to, you know, put up some points in this game. So I think the Browns will win. Uh, 
I would probably say Browns 20, Colts 17. The Browns have a game plan, and it's to stop letting Baker Mayfield blow it. And that's a good game plan as far as I'm concerned. Jarvis Landry throwing a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham. Beckham's looking really good. I think the Browns do win this one. Uh, I love Phillip Rivers. He will always be one of my favorite NFL players. Anybody see him on video last week talking junk? Uh, I love this guy. I think he's going to go out there and do what he always does. But I feel like the Browns, for some reason, uh, much to everyone's chagrin, I think everybody is, um, yeah, definitely definitely not. And I'm a lot more prone to picking road teams. Uh, and I would especially say in 2020 where things are so bizarre. So, yeah, for sure, uh, Browns in this one. Uh, 31 to 21. Well, I'm going to take the Colts. And as far as the Browns, uh, they lost to the Ravens. They It was a good game, the Thursday night football against the Bengals. But then the last two games, they played Washington and the Cowboys. You're going from that type of games to playing the Colts, which are a lot better team. And they're going to be a real great. I expect Taylor to rush over 100 yards against the Browns. And time management is going to be the key for the Colts. And they'll pick up the win. I say they win by 10. Listen, this is going to be a close game. I've gone back and forth of it, with it. This is probably the toughest game to pick this week. But uh, uh, both teams very similar, both very solid defenses. Uh, both love the running game. Struggle a little bit in the passing game. The real determining factor here is going to be the home field advantage. Both teams very similarly, who are both very very similar, and also the Browns have shown me this year you can start trusting them. They aren't the Browns of old. This is a new Browns team, and they they're starting to figure things out. So I'm going with the Browns to get the win here. Now the Broncos go to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Patriots suffering. Losses of both Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore due to COVID. How do you think that's going to play out against the Broncos, Sean? Um, I think well, I think Stidham should be the option if Cam's still not ready to go um, with COVID because Brian Hoyer looked uh, terrible, just overthrowing balls, um, underthrowing balls against the um against the Chiefs on Monday night. So I, I would I would want to see Stidham if Cam can't go. But uh, I think it will still be a win for the Patriots. Um, Broncos offense just has nothing really except for Melvin Gordon. Um, they might get Drew Locke back this week. I, I think he's questionable. But still, um, I just don't have any trust in their offense, especially without Cortland Sutton too. Um, Patriots defense has been playing uh, really good ball. And I think that they'll get just enough of a con contribution on offense to put up enough points against the Broncos. I think it will be a low-scoring game, but uh, – I'd say Patriots probably win by a little less than a touchdown. Yeah, I think if this was anybody but the Broncos, uh, you know, you would say, yeah, of course they'll beat the Patriots. I'm just not sure that the Broncos are good enough. And I think, obviously, Bill Belichick is the master of figuring these sorts of things out. I think the Patriots win a close one. I'm going to say 18-16. Yeah, I got the Patriots on this one. 
Yeah, playing uh, easy, clean sweep. I, I do think if uh, Drew Lock does get back, he might be able to find a rhythm and get going uh, with the big uh, losses for the Patriots. But it's at home, the Patriots, you, you, you got to go with them no matter what's going on. Now let's talk about Sunday night football. Vikings go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Sean, how are you looking at this game? I think the Seahawks are the best team in the NFC. I think they're uh, second best team in the NFL right behind the Chiefs. So I think they're going to go get it done against the Vikings. Um, the Vikings offense uh, started to get it going a little bit with uh, Thielen having a good game. And then obviously Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. So I think it will be a pretty high scoring game with two uh, two electric offenses. But I think the Seahawks will get it done. Um, I think it will be a score of 38 to 24. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think the Seahawks are running too high caliber at this point. You started to see some life out of the Vikings, and while that's promising, I just don't think that's going to add up to uh, going out to Seattle and upsetting uh, the Seattle Seahawks. So I'll give you a 42-28 game. Yeah, this is one of those games I wish the WWE had something on pay-per-view so I could watch that instead, but uh... – it's, it's going to be laughable to see the Vikings even step on the field. Seahawks, they'll take the win. Yeah, Seahawks are just uh, all around a better team. Vikings have been struggling to get things to click this early in the season. Uh, I, I do like what you said, Sean. Seahawks are might be the best team in the NFC, um, and, and they're going to continue to roll and get the win here. Now switching over to Monday – Chargers go to New Orleans to take on the Saints. What's your prediction, Sean? Uh, this is actually going to be my big upset of the week. Um, I'm going to have the Chargers going into New Orleans and winning this game. I think uh, Justin Herbert in this offense, ever since he's been in this offense, they've gotten it going. Um, a couple tough losses where they've been right in the game, just losing at the end, um, obviously with the Bucks, uh this week and then the Chiefs the week before. So I think this is the week they get it done. Uh, Saints had do have a good defense, so it's not going to be too easy to score points. But um, I think, you know, Drew Brees has, has been struggling a little bit. Um, if they don't have Michael Thomas back, too, it's going to hurt them. So I see the Chargers winning. Um, I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think they'll just pull it out in the end. Uh, for a score, I'd probably say Chargers 34, Saints 31. This is my third upset game of the week, Sean. Like like you, this is uh, I went with a few a few more than just the, this one. Mm -hmm. I definitely uh, I believe Michael Thomas will be out. I do think Justin uh, Herbert's doing some great things with the Chargers. I think other teams around the league should look at what happens, uh, <clears throat> Dolphins, when you throw these guys in there and kind of give them a look. Um, I don't know that they'll score that many points. Uh, but I do see a 34-24 win for the Chargers, and I think Drew Brees is going to have to have a come-to-Jesus moment when the season is over. And I only say that because I know he loves Jesus. I'm not going to give up on the Saints, but uh, I'll pick the Saints with the same score but the opposite, 34-24 Saints. Uh, all right, I, I I love the Chargers. I, I've been talking about how much I love Justin Herbert this season. He he's looked really really good, 
But the Saints are still the Saints. I understand they've had a couple slip-ups here in the early season. Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. I know he's struggling a little. I, th- I still think he can get back to the Drew Brees we all know and love. Kamara's uh, starting to get stuff going. I know that Michael Thomas was a big loss for them. But I think they, they, they're starting to figure stuff out. Defensively, they, they're looking really good. But uh, I, I think the Saints, with the experience and with the veteran uh, leadership, they give this win at home. But I do expect the Chargers to look really good. This is going to be a close game, but I'm going with the Saints to get the win. Uh, I also got to mention that the Lions have a bye. And now let's talk some fantasy. Starting off with the CMG Fantasy League. Now, Joe, you you got your first win last week against Sean. You were carried by Dak by the Cowboys. Dak, Zeke, Kareem Hunt chipped in. Mm-hmm. Sean even had Odell on his bench. How'd this happen, Sean? No, I, yeah, no, I started Odell. Um, he got the start, yeah. so he he was big, but um. Devontae Adams was a, a game time. Yeah, Devontae Adams was a game time decision on Monday, and um, I, I woke up Monday morning to the announcement that he wasn't going to play. So then uh, I had to try and scramble to the waiver wire, but unfortunately, everyone on my bench had already played that week, so uh, I couldn't drop anyone to pick up anyone that was playing Monday night to throw in my receiver spot. So my starting receiver was uh, out, and he got me zero points, and uh, there's nothing I could do about it. So. It's a tough loss. Uh, congratulations to you, Joe, on your first win. Uh, but I, I gotta, I gotta bounce back next week and uh, get off this two-game losing streak. The Cowboys suck, but not in fantasy, which makes sense because most Cowboy fans are living in fantasy land. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Damn. Or the nineties. One been, or the other. They've been they've been in fantasy since 1995. You're absolutely right, Joe. This is our year. This oh, is our he, year. You were able to pick up another win behind Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Cup. And, yeah, so and I both. was losing by 10 points going into the Monday night game. And Patrick Mahomes came through, and I am loving it. So, like I told you last week, I was laughing because I had these guys on my team, and you guys were predicting they were going to do well, the prospective teams, and they did. I got Mahomes. Malcolm Brown did good for the Rams. Cooper Cup, which which ran a 55-yard reception. I mean, those are massive points. Um, and then I had O.J. Howard from Tampa Bay. He did me very well. So, uh, James Yevin, my bad, your fault. Until next time. Dude, I, I lost another close one to Jared. I lost by 10. It was a battle of the tight ends. I had George Kittle. He, he pulled out Tanyan. And it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Uh, he also had uh, Melvin Gordon, and I had Adam Thielen. I, I just did not have Derrick Henry. By Derrick Henry, that win was mine. Sadly, the whole COVID stuff. Now let's take a look at the week coming up. Me and you, Joe, we're going head to head. Can I get over right. my lose streak, losing streak, and can you continue your winning streak? That should be good. Sean, you're going up against running with the Steelers, uh, and Ryan Sullivan's team should be an interesting one. And then Ovi, you've got down goes my chub. I don't even. 
that's yeah, that's Chris Moscone. And I'm going to uh, tell you something, Chris. You better change that roster because they projected you 127. I don't think that's going to happen, especially when you got three players that are banged up on your on your roster. But uh, last last week, I was projected only to get 80 points. Can somebody please explain why I'm getting over 100 lately? I'm just saying. I'm just talented. saying. Starting to click. Team's starting to click. Now, let's introduce a new segment to this show. Changing up the fantasy advice. We're going fantasy locks. We each bring one player who is a must-start in fantasy for this upcoming week. I'll kick things off. My first lock for week my lock for week five is Derrick Henry coming off the bye. Bill's coming to town. I know I expect him to go in and dominate and make up for the bye coming last week, at least in my eyes, for my team. Who Sean, is this again? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry? Okay. What do you think, Sean? Who do you think is going to have a good week? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Robert Woods from the Rams, uh, the wide receiver. Uh, he's averaging uh, 14 points per game in fantasy this year, um, but he he had a nine-point game against the Giants, which was uh, you know a little low for him, so – I expect him to bounce back this week going against um, the Washington secondary. I expect that he'll have a big game um, in the slot and in outside. Um, so I think that he'll score a touchdown, have close to 100 receiving yards, and uh, that will be my lock of the week. I hate to say this, but my lock of the week and my starting running back against Jace is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he's projected – 23.2 this week he's averaging 22 per game on the season and I think going against this New York Giants defense we've seen him tear this defense apart before and I suspect we may see it again and as much as it pains me to say this I like to win fantasy football games and if you do too Zeke Zeke's going to be one of those guys this week that puts up Huge numbers. He'll get into the end zone a couple times against the Giants. He always does. Not uh, now with we didn't have Blake Martinez the past couple of years though. Oh, I stand now corrected. We, now we got a real middle linebacker. That's nice. I hope he doesn't get run over in the process. He won't. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I have Josh Allen. Uh, it's sad to tell him to say this that Josh Allen is going against me on the fantasy league of. Uh, Chris Bascone down goes my Chubb has him as a starting quarterback. So I'm hoping that the Titans at least hold him down a little bit. So allow me to win from a third street. Three uh excuse me, three weeks straight. So there you go. All right. All right. Uh thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh we will keep track of the fantasy locks to add some more competition to this show. See who did the best la- uh next week. We'll see who did the best this week and continue that hopefully you guys like it this podcast is brought to you by clovercrest media go to clovercrestmedia.com to check it out if you like podcasts there's a are a plethora for you to look and enjoy whether it's sports whether it's murder mysteries whether it's comedy they got everything for you make sure you check it out clovercrestmedia.com as well as you can follow uh drawing about the g-man on facebook subscribe to us on youtube and like us on Twitter, and make sure you're subscribed to us on Apple and wherever you can get your podcasts. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for watching and listening, and we hope to see you next time.
Go Giants.